Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. All right, guys, in this episode, we are going to continue the conversation that we started in the last episode. If you did not catch that, be sure to go back and check out the last episode before picking up here. But without further ado, let's go ahead and pick up right where we left off. I agree with you. And I actually, you just actually changed my opinion on IUDs there um, because I thought IUDs simply prevented the unfertilized female egg from entering or from being fertilized. I thought it basically kept the two male ingredient, female ingredients apart. I didn't realize that it did not stop conception, but it stopped implantation. So, very, so those are like very different it, for me. It yeah. sounds like you would be okay with condoms and uh, internal female condoms. Is that correct? I, well, dude, I'm, I don't want to, here, here's what I'm, I guess I'm going to take, I'm not going to cop out like the, the gentleman in the video. Um, I'm still working on my, my opinion of this. What I will say is I am against the certain forms of birth control that we've discussed. And I know I'm against IUDs now. I didn't realize that I was until you said that. Cause I did, I thought they just stopped the egg and the sperm from meeting. I didn't think that it actually stopped implantation of the zygote. Um, so I'm against the that I'm against uh, I I personally I I don't know about as far as moral issue but I I would say that I'm I would not want somebody that I loved I would be really hesitant for my daughter or my wife like you said to to go on the birth control pill simply for the reasons that I think it can you know negatively impact her health and I I do see the Catholic argument very well um, my question for Catholics or not not even Catholics but people who and maybe you can kind of give me your best answer on this. Um, as far as um, the question I would have for somebody who says that all contraception is wrong, including barrier methods, would be like, what if, if you want to have children, but are but for whatever reason should not do it at that moment? Um, it, are you actually separating the, the you know the the act of procreation from the sexual act if you so do want to have children, but so you're not doing where, it? That this is where uh, divine. What what is it that they would? Uh... What's the term here? It would be a, um, you know, God's plan for your life. Uh, mm -hmm. At what point do we know when we're supposed to have our children? And and at mm -hmm. what point do we know when we are supposed to stop having children? And, and that's something that I am dealing with internally, and I'm not giving a, a 
you know, full blown. This is my opinion on it. Um, right. I, I, I'm I'm merely just uh, spouting out what comes to mind. Um, but when you talk about um, how these how these uh, contraceptives work. There's there's multiple different ones. I think me and you both are probably not going to be for um, IUDs, implants, things right. that stop right. after conception. Um, well, I, I didn't know that, but now I'm with you on that. Yeah, I just ha- learned however, something about IUDs, basically. Yeah, yeah however, the pill... Um, spermicide, condoms, anything like that. So those are going to stop before right. contra- or before conception. It, yes. So so yes. that I think that me and you both, and I, th- I hope all Protestants could agree on IUDs and implants being wrong um, because of after Absolutely. conception. Yeah. Um, yes. However, then we go to the next step, and, and th- this step is hard for some people to understand and for some people to really digest. Um, are you against IUDs because it ends what you consider a life or are you against it because it is now mitigating the purpose that God has for your life? Uh, um, no, no, no. I would be, I would be, yes. I, and I would be against it because it was abortive and not because it was, I believe it was separated. Well, I can see again, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be like you here and allow some gray space and not, not actually, I'm still formulating my worldview, but what I will say is I would be against IUDs now that I learned they are yeah. abortive in, in that and, they and keep I would a fertilized ne- egg from implanting. And I would never demonize anybody for using these. Right, because I feel exactly. Like a yeah. lot of the times, you yeah. look at the statistics, very young people are using these even before being sexually active. So they aren't mm-hmm. aware of the moral repercussions of this, and I think that right. that is what grace is for. Um, yes, so amen. I am not. Amen. I am not telling you that you are going to hell because you had an IUD when you were sixteen. Yeah, I, amen. I am. I oh am gosh, yes. Personally, saying that I think it is not okay, and that we need to be more aware of it and communicate better to young women. Um, yes. Now, I, I really want to dive into this because I feel like me and you both can kind of discuss this and formulate our own worldview on this. Um, mm-hmm. Is that we both have agreed that IUD um, being uh, abortive, you know, in, in essence, um, in our opinion, um, is wrong, but then we have to go to the next mm-hmm. step. So one of your initial, um, reasonings for these being wrong was that it, it takes away God's plan for your life. And, and the reason that God gave you those, um, those organs. And you can see in this article that, um, the Protestant is very easily persuade that that is not the issue. Um, and that it right. is well, yes. it is just because of the of abortive yeah. effect yes. of it. So then we get into condoms, the birth control pill, and spermicide. So spermicide just kills the sperm before it can fertilize right. the egg. Right. Um, you know, your birth control pills are going to make it harder for you to ovulate, um, mm-hmm. creating a issue with the fertilization of the egg. And then you have condoms right. that blocks the sperm from entering into the vagina and right. getting into the fallopian tubes and fertilizing the eggs. So there is no life there yet. Um, right. So, right. so that that discussion is now pulled away, and that's where the divide comes in with Protestants and Catholics. Right. Exactly. Um, that's the line. Yes, sir. And I think and, that and this... Gordon Peterson's speech at the beginning of this episode, with the um, discussion of hedonism, mm-hmm. is is more tailored towards the secondary uh, versions of birth control that are more before conception and that it is no mm-hmm. longer about abortion. It is now about right. what we are using them for. 
Right. And again, we've how many times have on the show we argued that children are a blessing and that the vast majority yes. of people are intended to have children and all yes. that. And we all agree on that. Um, and so that's that's the real moral issue for me is if you, it's I think it's a lot of to do with the heart issue. If you're using any form of contraception to basically, um, you know, opt out of your your God given assignment as a parent, I think that's gonna, what's going to land you in hot water, not only in your future, but in your present life. So I would so say that's that's wrongdoing. But in, again, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're going to get into some of my more controversial beliefs of um, contraceptives now. And mm-hmm. and uh this is going to offend a lot of my Protestant friends, and I myself <laughs> consider myself Protestant. Uh, I consider myself Protestant. I'm not baptized in a Catholic church. Um, however, when we look at the use for contraceptives in general, whether that is before or after contraception, or before or after um, conception, we have mm-hmm. to realize that why are you using it? And we saw in the statistic I pulled up earlier that it was to prevent pregnancy. So then it brings you to the point of why are you having sex? Mm-hmm. And um, married couples are going to say we're having sex because of the unification of the spouses. And it I'm makes like, us closer. Okay, like, okay that, that's fine. But that's a big part. That That's one part. Um, Mm -hmm. so if we take away the second part, which is the, um, you know, creation of new life within your relationship, uh, is it still okay? And, and what, at what point are you no longer being careful of your sexual experiences being driven Mm -hmm. by lust and no longer about, um, the creation of life or the unification of the spouses because i do think that within a marriage you can still be guilty of lusting over your wife um because it is no longer about her soul and the unification of you through a intimate relationship together and mm-hmm. with god it is now about two meet you know flesh people um performing something that gives them short term pleasure uh so mm-hmm. at what point do we say this has opened up a um, a window for us to lust over our wives and husbands, um, which is mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Some people don't think that you can lust over your wife because you're married and you you know you are one. Mm-hmm. But I, I would argue that that is still yeah. an option, and that 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 all that birth control does in a marriage is prevent you from ha- accepting new life into your relationship and open up a window for you to lust over your wife and to yeah. um, now be having sex for short term pleasure. Right. And I just Googled the word lust there to get a definition for it. It, it. You can't, this won't work though, because Google says lust is a very strong sexual desire, but Christians would say a very strong sexual desire for your wife is wrong. So the Google definition of lust is not what we're talking about here. Landon's talking about a very strong sexual desire that is basically put into action at the expense of your wife. It's a selfish action that you basically, you basically use her for self-gratification without any thought for her. That's the lust Landon's kind of talking about. Um, so, and I would, I would agree with him there that that kind of uh, selfishness is totally capable of being, you know, brought into a marriage and often is sadly. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. You, if you take away the repercussions of possibly bringing life into your relationship, I believe that Mm -hmm. it is easier, um, to commit that sin. Uh, I think that it becomes an easier option to no longer, uh, be doing it with that repercussion of, okay, we may bring in a new life, um, which when you have that in mind, it keeps you um, wrapped in the intimate part of your sexual relationship with your wife.
Yes, yes. And uh, I do, I mean, I'm just thinking as Lana talks of all the, you know, marital situations where a wife has been, you know, hurt by her husband. I mean, this is, it's not, it is totally possible for a husband to treat his wife in such a way that a, a man should not treat a woman. It's not like once you get married, anything is on the table. Right. Um, and a lot of men think that, and I do want to throw that out here that that is, that is definitely uh, wrong. I mean, you could, there, have, there are women who have said, I do not want to have sex right now. And the husband is, you know, essentially raped his wife. I mean, and, and, I just don't want to excuse that kind of behavior as, as okay. So Landon and I are definitely um, saying that, yeah, it's, it's, it is absolutely possible for a man to treat his, his wife in such a way that is not a man is um, not supposed to treat his wife. One of my final things would be that in this society, we have uh, almost cast um, abstinence away as if it mm-hmm. is a uh, unforeseen thing that we could no never possibly obtain. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I want to, say that when when we are called for self-control as one of the fruits of the spirit if you Mm -hmm. do not want to have children at what point can you say well what if we're just abstinent until we want to have children and and what if Mm -hmm. we what if we do these things that you know will still bring us together as husband and wife um first of all i don't think anybody should not be open to the possibility of a child that like Mm. I've I've heard arguments about it. People have you know talked to me about why they may not want to have children. Um, I agree. But but not having openness to ever ha- or not having openness to have a child at any point in your life, I believe is wrong. So, mm-hmm. but the only way you could possibly even justify it is just to be abstinent during that time. Right now, you know you you may not want to have a child. So why you're taking away one of the parts of marriage or one of the parts of a sexual mm-hmm. experience that God has placed into the world? Yes, and here here's something, Landon. I do I want to throw out just kind of getting back to the getting back to the condom discussion. Um, something my wife brought up to me the other day that I thought was actually a pretty sound argument that I want to that I want to put out here. Um, basically, she said that I mean, contraception is really not foolproof contraception and that like you can try to prevent you can even uh wear a condom or or try to prevent a pregnancy from occurring but those are not foolproof methods everyone has gotten pregnant i know people who have gotten pregnant on the birth control pill i know people have Mm -hmm. you know gotten pregnant through a condom i know people who have like none of these things are foolproof so in the end basically god can't the act of having sex uh is not being totally separated um, I'm sorry, the act of having cho- the, the choice to have children is not being separated um, from the sexual act by wearing contraceptives, I would think, to the, to a foolproof measure because it, it doesn't, it's not foolproof. It, it sometimes fails. And this lady right here in this article is going to point that out. She says there is no fertilization. Um, since there is no fertilization, there is no life. It is no different than an egg being released unfertilized with every menstrual cycle. Yes, you are taking steps to interfere in the potential fertilization, which is a problem for some, but you are not aborting life. God, here's, here's, the, here's where she talks about it. She says, God can get around a condom and birth control pills and a vasectomy. There are children born today where the parents are using all these methods. And that is correct. Um, and so I believe um, that I, I would say even people who, like, let, let's say you are um, not against contraceptives. Um, I, I don't even, and, and that you're using them willy-nilly as much as you possibly can. I don't even think you have the power to totally separate 
the the act of having a child from the sexual act. You don't. That's not even in your authority. There's nothing you can do. If you're engaging in sexuality, th there is a chance that you will get a child. The only way to ensure that you don't get a child is to not engage to is to abstain. Is to you know. Um, the practice celibacy. That's it. That's the only foolproof method for, um, you know, not having a child. And so I don't think I would, what I would throw out there to you guys as, as just a tentative speculation, a tentative hypothesis or theory on my end is that no matter how hard you may try, you don't actually have the authority to change the natural way God designed the universe to work. God is God. You are creation. Creation doesn't have, not have the authority to change the way that God designed the universe to work. So you can try, or you can even, um, even if you weren't trying to do that, let's say, if you, even if you were just trying to postpone um, having children for a while and after you got married and not neglect it altogether, you don't necessarily have the authority to separate having children from the, the marital act. Because if you're having sex with a condom on, there's still a chance that you're going to get pregnant. Um, and so that's what I would throw out to you guys. So uh, just as a comforting, not even comforting, but as a, as a tentative theory, you do not have the power to remove um, the, the, I don't want to say consequence because that, you know, it gives people bad ideas of what having children is. You don't have the authority to remove the, the um, blessing of having children as a consequence of the marital act. Um, so the, the interesting article, article altogether, it was written by uh, Heath Wise. She's an LPC. Um, so you can check that out if you're interested, uh, but Lane and I are going to kind of wrap this thing up, dude, guys, we've talked about a lot of really intense and heavy stuff. And what I want to end with today is just the, um, you know, emphatic declaration that we are not condemning, uh, you for having done any of these things, uh, especially because there is disagreement and wide debate on these areas. And, and because frankly, there is no condemnation for anybody who is in Christ. That's very scriptural. Um, and it's not our place to play the Holy Spirit and basically convict you of sin. Landon and I, we are not trying to do that here. We are not trying to condemn you. We are just presenting an argument, some thoughts that we've had for uh, and against contraception, because we think it's important to have a well-rounded worldview on this issue if you're going to get married. And because this podcast is for young believers pursuing the goal of marriage and family, this is an issue that you're going to have to address with your spouse one day. So um, take from it all the value that you can get, but we are not um, condemning anybody for disagreeing or, or again, using contraception or having an abortion or any of this stuff. We are not condemning people who have done those things. Uh, our heart goes out to you. Anybody who's had a a traumatic history with any of the subjects discussed in this episode we are our heart is with you and we are all for your flourishing we are not for your degradation or condemnation um, so just keep that in mind remember our heart in making these episodes we're not trying to harm you we're trying to help you uh, you young people who are looking to get married soon and, and hopefully hopefully we've given you some value today if we have reach out and let us know your story when it comes to contraception your worldview your thoughts your opinions anything at all we'd love to hear those uh, do it through the voice message please don't send us I mean please do send us a message on social media if you want I like getting those I like reading those sometimes I'll read one um, and post it on our Instagram stories. Um, but for the most part, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice um, talk to us and, and just make the podcasting system two-way. So consider that. The link to do that is in the show notes. We'll include um, the... I'll, do, I'll include as many of the sources as I can in the show notes today. We went through so many, though, that I don't know if I'll be able to get them all. So just um, take it in good faith that we gave you actual sources and didn't make it up. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening today. Follow Landon and myself on the show on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in connecting with us there. Uh, thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you all next time.